today, I want to just look at some of the biggest lies that Satan has tried to get you to believe. So the first one we're going to start off with right now is the most basic 101 lie. It is the Genesis lie. It is the, did God really say? When you guys first came to walking in this whole Torah walk, it's possible you guys had someone come up to you and say, did God really say you can't have a ham sandwich? Did God really say you need to keep this weird seventh day Sabbath? What's that about, you know? This lie, and people can say these things unknowingly, right? But it's a lie that the enemy feeds us that causes doubt, right? We begin to question, well, what does the scripture say? When we've already decided what God has said in our own minds, it becomes really hard to hear what he actually is saying. You know, there's this group of people nowadays that call themselves progressive Christians. Progressive Christianity, you might have heard about it online, maybe even know some people who ascribe to this sort of belief. It's the kind of belief that says, well, I can say I follow Christ, and sort of like pick and choose, decide what I want to follow from the Bible or not. You know, it's like a buffet, I'll take the french fries, nothing else, please. But that is not what it means to follow Christ. Yeshua says, pick up your cross, follow me. Walk as I walk, uh, P talked about that yesterday. Walk as I walked, love as I love. Imagine like, okay, you don't have a phone, you don't have GPS. You have a friend who's in a car in front of you, you're in the car behind, he's like, okay, follow me, I'm gonna go to this destination, and you're gonna follow right behind him, right? You wanna get to that destination. So your friend hits go, he's driving straight, and then you get this grand idea to be like, eh, that way it looks boring, I'm gonna take a right turn, that's more interesting. Take a left turn, take a U-turn. Are you following your friends anymore? No. <laughs> Following Yeshua means looking at his example, looking at his example in the word. So when you're met with this question, did God really say? A friend asks it online, maybe someone in class at school, did, did God really say? That's why it's so important to be in the word so that you have an answer. Well, what did God say? Let's take a look. Psalm 119, the sum of your word is truth and every one of your righteous rules endures forever. The next big lie is one that the person next to you has heard. It's the one that the person behind you has heard. It's the one that you've likely heard and maybe even believed. It's one of the biggest lies out there. It's the lie of, you're not good enough. You are not good enough. You're not pretty enough, cool enough, tall enough, short enough, thin enough, whatever enough. You're not good enough for yourself, for others, maybe even for God. You know, we all desire to be accepted, to fit in, to be loved, to be valued. We all have our own insecurities. There's two paths that this lie can take in our lives. The first path can lead us down this dark road of depression, anxiety, I'm not good enough, self-hatred, self-condemnation, and the end result that Satan really wants is for you to say, I'm not good enough to even be alive. Why am I here anymore? And there are those who try to take their life or who even succeed in doing so because they have believed this demonic, destructive lie straight from the pit of hell. The other path this lie can take is, well, I don't feel good enough, so I want to do everything I can to fit in. You know, lose some standards here, scatter them about everywhere, because I just want to be accepted no matter what it takes. I just want to be loved no matter what it takes. God created you unique. 
He did not make you as a cookie cutter, Kardashian. <laughs> Bakery, filters, plastic surgery, people that look absolutely awesome online, you know, those are the, the perfect side of everyone online, right? We don't measure up to even ourselves online in some ways. God made you unique. Anyone ever watched VeggieTales? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what's the one thing Bob the Tomato ended every episode with? Always remember, God made you special. And, and he, he loves, loves you very much. Bye! Yes. Yes, God made you special and he loves you very much. So true. A little corny, but it's so absolutely true. God made you unique and valuable just the way you are. Yeah, you have struggles. Yeah, you have insecurities. We all have things about us that we're kind of like, eh. but guess what? That's actually a great thing because God uses these things about us to actually reach others. Our insecurities can become our greatest testimony. When you go to someone and say like, man, I've struggled with that too. How relatable that is. You're not just this perfect person. It's like, yeah, I'm real. Strive to be real. Strive to love authentically, to be kind authentically, to look like Yeshua. One of the things that helped me when I encountered this lie of you're not good enough, Christina, it was simply, okay, God, I don't feel on my own like I have much to offer. PD talked about this yesterday. So my prayer was simply, God, use me. Here I am. Like PD said, God, use me as your instrument. Here I am, send me. Wherever you are, simply say to God, Oop, hello, simply say to God, Father, let everything I do be to honor you. No matter where you are, it doesn't have to be like peace. It doesn't have to be in 10 years from now, five years from now, 20 years from now, it's right where you are, with a group of friends, with family, with school, wherever you might be. Can we just say that together even? So, Father, let all that I do be to honor you. On the count of three. One, two, three. Father, let everything I do be to honor you. Third lie. Satan likes to tell us, God doesn't see you. God doesn't care about you. God's even forgotten about you. He doesn't care about your struggles, your trials, your pain. There's no hope. Ever heard about this guy in the Bible named Joseph? Super popular guy there. He went through like the worst betrayal by family. You know, we know the story. Thrown in a pit, sold as a slave, used and abused by this you know, creepy old lady who tried to get him to do weird things. Thrown in prison. Dude just had a dream. I had a dream once. Anyone ever watched Tangled? Rapunzel? I got a dream. I got a dream. <laughs> He was waiting for his life to begin. And he could have shaken his fist at God and be like, God, where are you? Where are you? But instead we see this beautiful story in scripture where Joseph trusts in God. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, but he's trusting that God gave him a promise and God will fulfill that promise. God has given you each a promise. We see them all throughout scripture. Every one of the promises in scripture is meant for you. The promise of, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The promise of, I have come to give life and life abundantly. If God gave you a promise, he will fulfill it. Keep your eyes on him. And of course, if you're going through stuff, 
We as leaders, staff, we're all here for you, as you guys know very well. Come to us. Talk to us. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to be there for you in whatever way we can. So jumping on. The next lie. You've messed up too much. You are too far gone. You have repented too many times for that one sin. God's not going to forgive you. Why even try? Like Satan might just tell you to go hide in the bushes like Adam and Eve. Don't go into God's presence. He doesn't even watch you anymore. Now that is a demonic lie from the pit of hell. Because this lie is one that will keep us from God's presence. Anyone here ever heard of a guy named Peter? Peter in the Bible. <laughs> Which one? The disciple. The one who walked on water with Yeshua. And then the one who decided to deny Yeshua to his face. Big dumb. So when Yeshua rises from the dead and comes back looking for Peter, I'm sure Peter was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm about to catch it here. Man, because he just did the biggest sin you can possibly do. Deny Yeshua. Not just once, twice, three times. We know the story. And that's why we know when Yeshua came to him, what did he say? Do you love me? Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? Peter's out here. Jessica's out here. Amber's out here. Michael's out here. Christina's. All the other names I can't think of off the top of my head right now. Yeshua is saying to you, when you have stumbled and you have fallen, we all have. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. I'm right here. Take my hand. Stand right back up again. Okay? He's right there saying, stand right back up because you are not alone. I have never left you. And when you repent, you are washed clean. You are a new creation. Yeah, if there's something in your life that you're aware of that is had a control in your life, find ways to get rid of that. Get people involved. Get friends, godly friends who can encourage you in the Lord. When you're going through a moment or there's something that you're just battling, find someone that you can go to for prayer. Have a battle plan. But know that when you come to the Father and you say, Father, forgive me, you are clean. You are not defined by your past or by mistakes. So just in closing, you know, Satan will tell you, you're not good enough. You're too far gone. Does the Bible really say that? Or, you know, your, your mistakes are so big. God's forgotten about you. What does God have to say about you, though? What does his word say about you? God says, you are chosen. You are beloved. I created you and formed you in your mother's womb with a calling. You are a royal priesthood, both men and women, by the way. And yes, women have a power, powerful calling, as do men. Follow Yeshua. Follow Yeshua. Run after him with all that you have. Satan says, it's okay to be lukewarm. Just say you follow Christ, like the beginning example, you know, kind of follow him in the car behind him, but you can take right turn, left turns, U-turns, whatever you want. Just, just say you do, right? In word only. doesn't work that way. Satan says it's okay to be lukewarm, but Yeshua says, pick up your cross. We talked about this last night, but I felt like it was really important to say it again. When we go back home, right now it's kind of easy. Everyone's here. We're all in this together. Let's worship together. Woo. Or, you know, we're excited. That's awesome. But what happens when we go back home and we don't have a crowd of people around us 
all worshiping God together, and it's just us in our room. Just us with that lie that comes to our mind of, you messed up again, 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 and you're not good enough, and why even try? Did God really say, what happens then? Yeshua says, follow me. Walk as I walked. Love as I loved. Be a doorway of my love to others. You struggle with maybe loneliness? Look for the lonely kid. You struggle with whatever? Look for the person who might be struggling with that whatever. Guarantee they might be sitting next to you. Ask God to use you. Say, here I am, Father. Use me, because he desires to use you just as you are. You know, I just want to close with one quick story. You guys might have heard of this woman, or maybe you might not have. Amy Carmichael, she was a missionary back in the 1800s. Amazing woman of God, Irish from Ireland. I love Ireland. Anyways, God called her to India. But as a child, she used to pray and say, God, I really hate my brown eyes. Can you make them blue? Have we ever done that? God, I really don't like this one thing about me. Can you just change it? Because you prayed that prayer every day as a child. God, I really don't like my brown eyes. Can you make them blue? God never changed her eye color. But when she went as a missionary to India, it was actually the fact that she had brown eyes that helped her to connect with the people of India. Because blue eyes, blonde hair, stuff like that back then was frightening to them. It wasn't normal. So God actually gave her the hair color, the eye color, all that she needed, even though it was an insecurity, it was something she didn't like, because he had a plan. For Joseph, God had a plan. God has a plan for you. So right now, I just want to crush every single lie. Yeshua came to rebuke and to crush these lies. So let's just do that right now. So I close in prayer and just bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us your son. Father, we thank you for giving us life and life abundantly through your son. And Father, the lies that we've spoken about today, we rebuke them in the name of Yeshua. We cast these lies down in the name of Yeshua. They will no longer have a hold on us. They will no longer control us. When we hear that lie that says, you're not good enough, why even try? We will say, shut up, Satan. Because my God says, I am valuable in his eyes. I am chosen in his eyes, and I have a great calling in his eyes. Thank you, Father, for your great love for us. In Yeshua's name. Amen.